reasons first reason being is i already had the episode planned out for you guys and it's so annoying hold on <clears throat> just adjust this mic it's so annoying because um yeah let me just get comfortable it's so annoying because i had a great episode for you guys i had a special guest on real close friend of mine his name is uh ashley but he goes his handle was right eye we had an amazing talk. We went on for an hour. For an hour. <laughs> um, I, I told him, I'm going to keep the episode short, so probably about an hour, 45 minutes. And, and we ended up going for about two hours. It was great. He, he's, an, he's a fantastic artist. He had so much to say. He had so much relevant points. Unfortunately, we've done the call over over um we done a video call over zoom and we had video from his side but no audio and my mic couldn't pick it up i was just going through a lot <laughs> my mic couldn't pick it up camera didn't pick up the audio yeah it was ridiculous i heard him just fine that's why i know the content was so great but unfortunately the video camera and my microphone didn't pick up the audio so i'm gonna have to beg and beg him to come back because you guys need to hear what he had to say. It was, yeah, it was something special. We can't dwell on that. Let's uh, let's just move forward and hopefully we can get Ash back on the episode again for for some clear audio because for for the message he had, we need clear audio from his side. So yeah. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> well, moving forward. Um. Today's subject is um, cliche sayings. Cliche sayings and the effect it has on us as a society. As a society, um, for the most part, it for me it grinds my gears. Just because they are cliche sayings, it becomes the gospel truth, and it grinds my gears because not all of those cliche sayings are relevant. It's like um once a cheater always a cheater like now you're now any man that is or any woman that has cheated in a relationship you throw out that cliche saying and because it's that cliche saying everyone knows it it's it, yo no oh girl you can't trust him again you can't trust him no more once a cheater always a cheater but we never take into account um the logistics as to why he cheated or she cheated or whoever cheated. You just throw out a cliche saying, I think it's just it's so lazy. It's so lazy. And like, I mean, 
you know, this is a fun, like the world is a funny place. We just don't like it when it's laughing at us. And I feel like people are just reckless in throwing out these cliche sayings. I mean, like, do the same rules apply to you if you are in that situation? I'm going to bring up the topic of, um, I don't, no, let me not, uh, I don't want to use any names. Um, one, the names aren't relevant. The situation is relevant. Um, so there's a guy, he's a celebrity. He publicly acknowledges his woman, his partner, life partner. I don't even know if they're married or not. I don't really follow it too tough. And it, it was um it was a proud moment because it's like, hey, look, look at me and my lady. Da, 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 da. And I was like, wow, that's that's great. Like you ain't never done that before. I, I I've never known him to do that, like to publicly claim this is my woman. And so um he got a lot of backlash from the media because of the past he has with that woman. Now, I'm not saying any woman should stand for that. Um, I'd done an episode with a special guest who actually went through a DV relationship. And yeah, like, I don't think any woman should. But to the woman that does stand for it, one, to even get out of a DV relationship is difficult for a woman. But if you can... Like forgive and forget, power through and make something like make something beautiful out of it. Yo, salute to you. Salute to you. You found you found a diamond in the rough. You found you saw happiness and and joy and monogamy in a place where everybody was just throwing out cliche sayings. Throwing out cliche sayings. And when when the man in question was um being disrespectful to her, you know, um, he faced a lot of backlash from it. He's a celebrity. He's in the public eye. You know, we all do our dirt, but unfortunately, well, fortunately, we're not in the public eye, so we don't get dragged through the dirt. Celebrities, they unfortunately do. Because um, nobody's really, nobody has a clean record. Everybody's got dirt. But anyway, um, so at the time, he got his name dragged through the dirt. Cool. Years later, he's happy. She's happy. He wants to celebrate their union. In fact, he's even sending out a positive message too. So to anyone reading who doesn't really have knowledge on the history, he's, he's promoting love, togetherness, unity. But no, people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to celebrate the positive side of it. They want to go back years ago to when he was disrespectful to her and then use those cliche sayings once a this always a this once a this always a this i was like how dare you how how dare you like what business of is it <laughs> what business of it is yours let's say i'm in a car crash and i break my legs the process for me to then relearn how to walk because of the injuries and stuff, that is a hard process. Gotta go through rehab, gotta, gotta go through training exercises and whatnot, and you know, just gotta learn the whole process all over again. The process of that is very difficult. Yet, 
the moment I, I I suddenly learned to walk and I found my legs and I found, you know, mobility and everything, I found success. Um, I, I get celebrated, you know, oh, well done, you've done it and everything. But nobody was really there when I was going through the thick of it. Like nobody, like I might have had like my training staff and everything and whatever, support team, but nobody was like in my body going through it. So for the couple in question, the money they spent, the time they spent working on their relationship, most of the people come and don't even know what none of that is like. The first sign of trouble in your relationship you're gone. You're gone for the door because you don't stand for disrespect. And I know some of you on, on Spotify, you can't see me. Um, I've got my air quotes up. You don't stand for disrespect. First sign of disrespect, you're gone. But this is supposed to be the love of your life, right? It's baffling to me because we want, we want all the positives, all the benefits of a relationship, but we, won't, we don't want none of the hardships. Then more cliche sayings come out. Oh, why do us women gotta gotta go through so much to be appreciated? Like, why does she? Like, <laughs> this is one of those if I speak moments. If I speak right now, I promise you, it like I feel like I feel like I'm gonna, you guys are gonna be coming at my neck. I feel like no woman is ever gonna date me again. Like the narrative is just gonna be completely taken out of context but I'm going to speak anyway <laughs> but seriously you're dating an entertainer the man has options what do you expect in the prime of his career and he has options what do you expect I'm not saying that the domestic violence is, you know, you're to expect that, that that's completely out of question. And any woman in a domestic violence relationship, let me know. We can talk and I'll, I'll talk you through the process of getting out of that situation. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't promote that and we don't tolerate that on the same, at the same time, in the same breath. If you work on it, and you can find a solution where both parties involved are no longer suffering in that relationship, well done. It takes a strong man and a strong woman to make that happen. And I salute any couple that has survived domestic violence. And I'm not saying, and I said couple, forgive me, forgive me. I'm, I'm, I'm waffling. So uh, let me just nip this in the bud. If you're a couple in a domestic violence relationship and you can work it out, great. If you can't work it out, women, get out. Men, if you are, even men, they suffer through DV relationships too. If you can get out, get out. If you can work on it, both parties involved are safe and are happy, I salute you. It takes a powerful couple to do that, right? That aside, now, the cheating. Because this is, this, is, this, is, this is the most common problem. Um, the unfaithfulness and this is what I was alluding to with you know dating the whole entertainer thing because um, let's let's keep it 100 most of these celebrities aesthetically they're not and I'm talking about the men and the women 
they are not the best looking people in the world, but it is their status which gives them extra brownie points. I could find you know, like you know, I, and we can do this uh, after after the after the show. You guys can let me know. Um, you guys have my handles; they're on the screen. Um, for anyone listening on Spotify, I'm on Instagram. Uh, already underscore movement. Okay, so after the show, send me your thoughts and let me know. Um, who you who's the most attractive celebrity you know? And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I can find 10, 10 men or 10 women who are equal or greater aesthetically, aesthetically, equal, greater look, great, great, equal, greater looking that you won't ever give a look to because they're not a celebrity. They're not a celebrity. Like for women as well, it's, it's easy. It like, these celebrities, they get, you know, the makeup and couture and, and all of that stuff. What woman doesn't have access to that? With men, it could be a little bit difficult, but because, you know, most women want a man that's tall, dark and handsome. But you guys lose your mind over, over celebrities that are five foot something. You look, lose your mind over, over celebrities, celebrity males that are five foot something. But the five foot something regular man down the street who has a decent job, you lot don't pay no mind to because he's not a celebrity. <laughs> but anyway, back to my point. Dating the entertainer, prime of his career, he has options. After you sleep with him, what do you have to offer this man? So he creeps out and makes you unhappy. You're not going to stand for this. You're going to leave. Unfortunately, if you're not married, most of the time, not all the time, most of the time, because there's always loopholes and there's always one lawyer out there willing to go the extra mile. But most of the times, if you are not married and there are no kids, um, you don't get compensated for that relationship. You've been with this person so long. He he ste- he steps out on you because he has options. You don't get compensated for the relationship. Most women, this is when the difficult decision comes into play, and I don't think like anyone outside of the relationship should comment on it or have. You can have an opinion on it, but I don't think you should ever judge because you're not in that position. You don't know. You know, psychology was going through, psychologically was going through that person's mind. But um, yeah, they have a, a decision to make: do I leave or do I stay? If I leave, where where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? And it's very easy to sit there and judge and just be like, I deserve better. And I do like listen. Nobody deserves to be cheated on. Nobody deserves to be abused. Nobody. Nobody deserves nothing. Nobody like nobody really deserves anything negative. Even that bad people. Actually, I'm capping. Let me not cap. Murderers, they deserve everything negative that comes to them, but I'm not even going into that. But yeah. But you know, your average person who just wants happiness, you know, we get into relationships because we want something good. You don't deserve nothing bad from that, and you're seeking something positive from it. 
But when something negative happens, like when you're dealing with Joe from across the road, you're happy. You're happy to um. Oh, I'm leaving. You're happy to not work on that situation. And fair dues, more power to you. But when you're dealing with a celebrity who has resources, has changed your life and has put you in a place that you couldn't put yourself in, you have a serious decision to make. Should I stay or should I go? It seemed like the woman in question, she chose to stay. And that's her decision. And thankfully, years later, it worked out for her. Don't go judging her because she found a way to make it work, not just for her, but for all parties concerned. That's the kids and her partner. They have a family now. Not only, like, are they in a good place, he's claiming her, publicly claiming her. Why on earth, after everything they've been through, and this is my, this is my main point now, after the therapy that they must have gone through, tens of thousands of dollars or pounds or yen, whatever currency, because we don't know what country they're in because they didn't name no names, but all the money they spent on therapy, all the exercises they went through, the back and forth, his, his perspective, her perspective, everything they've been through, why on earth would you bring up a traumatic event for everyone involved? He must feel like such a piece of shit. Like, oh my gosh, when I was younger, I was really foul. He must have seen himself in a whole new light. She must feel like an idiot. Why did I stand up for that? But she knows why she stand up. But she must feel like, and then every time you guys bring that up, you're, like you're just making them revisit that sad place. Mind your business, man. Just mind your business. <laughs> mind your business. No, on the level, mind your business. All jokes aside, mind your business, man. Because listen, anyone going through any traumatic event, and I'm going onto a completely different subject now, but it's still relevant. But anyone that's gone through any trauma in their life, once they reach a place of serenity, going back to that unhappy place, like, why? That's not nice. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. All in the name of what? Your entertainment. You can't find entertainment in something else than gossiping about. No, stop it. And then on top of that, you're gonna compare. You're you're, you're gonna be. You're gonna judge her on the average Joe you're dating and walked away from. It's easy for you to walk away from the average Joe that you've been dating. The men you are exposed to, who haven't brought you to a level that you couldn't reach on your own. It's easy to do that. It's so easy to do that. I done a I done a live talk a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking about worldly possessions and how we need to detach ourselves from worldly possessions. Money isn't the root of all evil. Worldly attachments is because it is your attachment to these worldly possessions that will make money come across as evil. Like if we take away money and worldly possession um, <laughs> and worldly possessions off the table. There's, a, there's nothing I can make you do that you don't want to do. The moment I know you have an attachment to something worldly, I can get you to do anything I want. 
I can get you to do anything I want. And nobody listening right now can tell me any different. And I'm going to be like, yo, eat, eat, eat this dog, eat this dog dropping. I'm trying to find a PG word. Eat this dog stool. Eat this dog doo-doo. Let's just call it dog doo-doo. Yeah. <laughs> Eat this dog doo-doo. You're going to say no. I'm going to pay 500. No. Okay. 10,000. You're going to say no. I'm going to say a million. You're going to say no. Like, it's very easy because I don't have a million and I don't have the cash. But I'm pretty sure if I put like 10,000, maybe 50,000 in, in cash on the table, and I say, eat the dog doo you'll eat the dog doo And to anyone out there that says no to any amount of money, I say, let's say I say a billion, a billion, eat dog doo and you say no. To anyone saying no, you're lying. But I accept it. Well done. Congrats. But this is why I said money isn't the root of all evil, while the attachments is. Because now, if, if I can't, if I can't pay, if I can't pay you, I'm just going to attack any attachment you have to this world. I'm just going to attack that. And if I'm, if I'm really sadistic, just be like, okay, I'm going to say puppy. Because if I speak what's really on my mind, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get emotional real quick. I'm just trying to get people to think logically. So I'm going to say, if I get your puppy that you are so attached to, and I say, eat this dog doo-doo. And you say, no. I say, a billion. You say, no. I say, cool. Eat the dog doo-doo. I'm going to tie you to a chair. I'm going to hang your dog and make you watch. To prevent that, you will eat the dog doo-doo because you don't want to see your puppy who you have grown and loved and built an attachment to. You don't want to see that puppy die. Now, I'm not saying don't get attached to things so people don't, like... In your lifetime, no one's ever going to put you in a position and say, eat dog doo-doo and everything like this. I'm trying to get you to open your mind and um, trying to get you to open your mind and assess, um, assess adversity in your life logically. See, we may feel like we have no choice, but we always have a choice. And if it is a case, if it's something that you can um, get back or do better in, you don't have to let this adversity take over your life in the name of staying attached to something worldly. In the financial market, there's a term that's thrown around a lot and it's called FOMO, fear of missing out. And the fear of missing out, basically in the financial market, a lot of people um, have a fear of missing out and it's generally missing out on profits. So. The market will go in a particular direction and FOMO kicks in and it's like, damn, I'm missing out on profit. Let me jump in right now. And you start going with the, with the current trend, but then a reversal kicks in and now um, you're actually in negative equity. You, you're not making profit no more. You're, like, you're losing money. FOMO kicked in and you jumped in a trend. You jumped in on the trend too late, but FOMO kicked in. F-O-M-O, fear of missing out, kicked in, and now you're in a losing position. We can translate this into our everyday relationships and not just our, our partners, our romantic partners, 
um, our siblings, our parents, you know, and we feel like we have an attachment to these people, um, especially our role models. Role models will be a great example. We feel we hold them to such high esteem. Um, they can do no wrong. And because of that, we so we, we've built a bond, we've got an attachment, and because of that, now we're in a position where they have told you something, and against your better judgment, because you have that bond with them, you respect them, you, you've placed them on a pedestal, against your better judgment, you go with what they say, to your detriment, to your detriment now. You are at a loss because of loyalty. You got to let go of that loyalty, <laughs> assess the situation. If it makes sense, by all means, take their advice. But I'll give you an example. Um, this is very common. See, the older generation, if you got a girl pregnant, you have to marry her. In, today, in today's day and age now, let's say um, I've, I've got this girl pregnant. We have a kid together. My, my, um, my, my grandmother, she would like, no, you got to marry this girl now. This didn't really happen, but I'm just saying as an example, because she is my grandmother, because I have placed her on a pedestal, you are older than me. You are my, you are like one of my guardians. Um, all right, let me take your advice. I've got to marry, I've got to marry this woman. One of those old school cliches, you get a girl pregnant, you get her, you got to marry her. My grandmother doesn't know the situation to which this, this pregnancy came about. And as a result now, <laughs> I've been pushed into a situation that is to my detriment. I'm marrying a woman that isn't right for me. The mistake was, you know, conceiving a child. Don't double down on that mistake and get married. You've already got one lifetime contract with the child. Don't engage in another. Marriage doesn't end at divorce as well. Marriage is a lifetime contract that is on your permanent record, internally and externally, like mentally and physically. Like you will always go down as that is your ex wife or ex husband. And you will always remember the time you got married and it didn't work out and you had the divorce and it will be another traumatic event in your life. Assess the situation. If it makes sense, cool, do it. If not, sorry, I've got to turn to my grandmother and say, Gran, do you know what? I'll be real with you. We just, we were just having fun. The baby wasn't a part of the plan. I'm going to be there for my child, but I can't marry this woman. She's not the one for me. No, 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 no. Junior, in my day, if you get a girl pregnant, you have to marry her. You have to do that. <laughs> my accent's so whack. But yeah, you get what I'm saying, right? Don't let these cliche sayings rule your life. Just because it is something that is said, something that is written, something that is popular, something that is even entertaining, it, it doesn't rule your life. So I have my phone, all right? I go out on a date, I put my phone upside down. Oh, why is your phone upside down? What do you have to hide? Hmm? What are you hiding? Well, 
if I have my phone up like that, I will get notifications and muscle memory will just get me to take my attention away from you and just go to my phone. Now, I know there's going to be women out there that's going to think, oh, that's bullshit, that's rubbish, that's nonsense. If his phone's upside down, he's got something to hide and da 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 Cliche, 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 cliche. Like, oh, it's just hurting my head. Like, yes, we get it. Somebody posted it on Twitter. It's funny. It's hilarious. One woman was in a situation where every time she went out, her partner would have his phone upside down. And it turned out he was cheating on her. So that is the key. Any man who has his phone upside down, he must be cheating or he must have other women. <laughs> like, I, I seriously wonder, like, don't people get tired of, like, jumping on trends, following trends? Like, do your own thing. Create your own trends. Create your own fashion. I'm trying to get in the mind of somebody that cheats. And I'm really wondering, do they really care that they may not want to get caught in case, like, because of the repercussions and whatnot. But, you know. And, like, if you are cheating as well, like, this ain't going to save your relationship. At some point, you got to turn the phone over and you got to respond to the messages. You're going to wait till she's in the toilet? You Like, if you, go, if you live together as well, like, okay. And if you don't live together, like, oh, man. There's, you know, there's a, so much stuff that could be going on. but. The least of your worries should be, is my is his phone or her phone turned over or not? That should be the least of your worries. You're so focused on whether the phone, like this, this is how crazy it is. Like all these cliche sayings, it's, it's just making it's just making dating more difficult. Oh, look out for this sign when dating. Look out for that sign when dating. Look out for this sign when dating. Like what the actual f? Like whatever happened to going out with somebody and Letting the content of your date determine whether this will flourish, blossom into something beautiful or not. Oh, no. I didn't see him again. He spent the whole day on his phone, the whole date on his phone. (laughs) Let me do that again. Oh, no, I didn't see him again because he spent the whole date with his phone upside down and... I knew I knew the phone was like loads of messages was going through because I saw it vibrating on the table. So I didn't see him again. No, no, no. Like, did you talk to the brother? Did he have something positive to say? Was he a good guy? What what do you know about? Oh, how old is he? Where does he work? Oh, I don't know those things. What how can you not know? When you just Well, we didn't <sighs> Well, I didn't talk to him that much because, you know, of his phone and whatnot. It just annoyed me. When I saw that, I just knew. I just knew. Because Star69 on Twitter said that if he's got his phone upside down, as soon as I saw his phone upside down, I just weren't interested in it anymore. I hope you get the point, man. Like most of the time, I when when I speak, I I I bring up examples, and I'm gonna do one right now. So like, when you're writing your dissertation in university, not that I went university or anything like this, but you you make your point and you have to cite your references. 
I do that in real life. I'm doing it right now. I constantly, constantly do it. That's that's my voice. That's how I speak. If I speak, if I speak, I'm always going to bring up a reference. I'm always going to bring a point, something to relate it to. That's what I do. That's what I do, man. Um, It's my way of making it relatable to the person I'm communicating with. You. Yeah, you. Not you, because you're not listening, because your phone's turned upside down. Yeah, you, but yes, you. I'm talking to you. I'm doing my best to make sure that my point is um, easily understandable. Again, guys, so I'm going to, again, apologize, because this um, episode wasn't what I had planned. I really, really can't stress to you how badly I wanted to get that episode with Ash out. Um, I hope this was insightful. I hope there was something to learn from this. What I'm going to start doing, um, because of my waffling, I, I realize it's like, well, what did I just spend the last half an hour? I hope this was half an hour. Well, what did I spend the last half hour, 45 minutes listening to? I'm just going to summarize. I'm just going to break down the purpose of today's session. Don't let cliches rule your life. Each situation is unique. We can treat it. We can um, we can learn from similar situations that has happened in the past, but in the everlasting present, each situation is different. Assess all variables involved in the situation and come to the best solution for yourself. And if you have kids, first yourself, then your kids. And I say that for the same reason they say on airplanes, and I'm giving you another similarity, another comparison. In the plane, they tell you first put the mask on yourself, then your kids. Okay? And they tell you that because if you put it on your kids first, you may die before you get the chance to put it on yourself. And nobody's putting that mask on for you. So first put it on yourself, then your kids. That way you both have the best chance of surviving. Okay? So that was the um, comparison. Assess the situation. Come to the best solution for yourself. And if you have kids, make sure it's yourself. Then immediately after your kids. Okay? For if you die, who is going to take care of your kids tomorrow? That kids. Is the bone ready? I'm joking. <laughs> on a brighter note, we have a lot going on in the movement. Um, yeah, we have a lot going on in the movement. Um, hopefully by now, guys, you have um, checked out the website. If you have not, you are crazy. You need to check out the website, www.bornreadymovement.com. Check the website out. Um, I'm going to start releasing some of the short movies that I've been making. Just, you know, more content for you guys. Um, and I'm as March is approaching, I'm going to do March Madness and um, we're going to have some fitness challenges just to make fitness um, fun. Something that is very important to me and a message that I preach with my uh, with my clients and so on and so forth is that fitness is not a hobby. It is not a 12-week thing. 
It is not a get in shape for this holiday or this event. It is a lifestyle. Okay. We, we're not doing it to look like Mr. Olympia. We're not doing it to look like a bad B. It is for our health first, aesthetics later. So everything I do fitness-wise, I always do it in a way to incorporate it into your everyday lives so that it's not too difficult for you. It's not too strenuous. I'm not, you know, adding something way, way, way out there. But yes, so I have a project. I'm working on it with uh, DC Visuals, you know, a very close friend of mine. So it's a project we're going to collaborate together. and. Um, yeah, so it'll be ready by March. I told you about the short movies. Oh, yeah. Also on the website, I have a merchandise page. Don't DM me. Don't WhatsApp me if you have my number. Yeah. Go to the merchandise page. Check it out. It's, it's so interactive. Like, it's, it's, it's not even funny. Like, look, if you're, if you're on YouTube, I've got an example for you right here. You see? All the different colors and everything. Okay, that it's fun. It's that you know I've made it. I made well. I didn't make it. Um, I got it made for me, but I got it made so you know it's easy as one, two, three. Check the merchandise page out. Send your orders through. All right. If you support me and support the movement, go to the merchandise page, man. You get a nice designer tracksuit, and I get to feed. I get to feed. I get to feed. My- <laughs> I'm starving, guys. <laughs> I know I'm playing. But yeah, go to the website, check it out. Go spend 10, 15 minutes on there. You'll see something new every time you go on there. And if you don't, let me know. And I'll change something. But I'll tell you what to say for you. Anyway, guys, man, I'm waffling. These outros are worse than the intros, I swear. Well, they obviously, because my intros are great. I think my intro today was probably the best. I don't know. Let me know what you think in the comments on YouTube. Alright? And for those on Spotify, I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm born ready. This is If I Speak, I'm out, guys. Ain't gonna get ready when you're born ready Ain't gonna get ready when you're born ready Ain't gonna get ready when you're born ready